Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Selling a house when I've done it has been a big deal. I've kind of thought a lot of things. I've thought, how am I going to thrive? Whether it's a seller's market or a buyer's market, how am I going to get out of the house on time? That, like, That's where the thoughts start. And then it's, how do I actually negotiate the offer when the time comes? How do I protect my family? There's so many questions that come to my mind. And I wonder if it's the same for you. So today... Welcome back to another episode of the Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker team, where you're going to get a refreshing, hopeful truth about selling, buying, investing. And it's really making sure that your house is a home that you're thrilled to come home to. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ryan Decker. And today it's all about thriving in that seller's market. So we're going to do that by having a conversation together. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to engage with you. So we want to make sure that if you have questions, you get to share those by just um, connecting with us on Facebook or on our uh, YouTube channel. Comment after the show and ask us questions because we're going to cover a fair bit of content about how to thrive in a seller's market. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I've sold and when my clients tell me they've sold, there's so much more than we can talk about in 28 minutes. There's so much more than we can cover. Yeah, every time I talk to my clients, there's a long conversation, depending on if they're detail people or not, um, to help them move through the angst of it. The conversation can be 28 minutes, you know, like just one conversation. <laughs> well, and- I actually had a conversation last night with one of our new sellers, and I'm actually helping an elderly couple hmm. relocate. And it's just time for them not to be in the family home anymore, or even the retirement home, actually. It was the retirement home, and now it's time for a smaller retirement home. And I'm having hours of conversation with each of the daughters, Mm. right? It's how do you help everybody, because often it's more than one person. So the first piece that we know is it's you've got to be, to thrive in the seller's market, be flexible. Be flexible as a seller because it may mean that it's very best for you to do a double move, right? Maybe you look at it and you go, hmm, if I do a single move, I'm going to sell for less than if I do a double move, although we work really hard to alleviate that thriving in any market, in particular a seller's market. You want to position yourself still with flexibility, and I think what happens in a seller's market, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, is that people think they don't have to be flexible. Right. They think, hey, the market's hot. It means I'm going to sell my house. Everything's going to be great. You know, all I have to do is put the sign out and it's sold. And that's not always the case. Nor is it the right strategy sometimes to get the most money. Well, almost, yeah, probably almost never is that the right strategy, right? There's so much more. Mm -hmm. So number two, it's look at the data. Are we done with the flexible? Okay, you had more to say about I flexible? I got more about this flexible Okay, let's go more flexible then. So about this flexibility, we're really talking about um, kind of if you're selling, when you're selling, when you're moving into the new house, are you renting and then buying? Or are you buying the house first because it's harder to buy um, homes in this market than it is to sell generally? So how are we timing that? Um, and there's a few different things we do with our clients um, to work with them if they can't be flexible. 
because some people can be flexible every which way, but not everyone can due to their finances, due to their family situation, due to health. Um, so we really tailor that experience for our clients to make right. sure that yes, we'll be as flexible as you can be, but we'll work within that realm. We're not going to force you into something that you just can't be flexible in. Well, absolutely not. That's really the very reason that we have the lengthy conversations, yeah. right? That's why I was on the phone again yesterday for an hour with one of the girls. Well, girls, women. I guess I'm a woman too, right, at this point. The ladies. The ladies. Um, just to make sure that everybody is feeling comfortable and we can figure out how to be flexible. Sometimes the flexibility actually comes from our end. And in this particular case, we're going to move things very quickly mm-hmm. once we can actually get the home ready for market because that works best for the family so that the folks have to be out of the home less. We can yeah. structure showings in chunks rather than spreading them out. So sometimes it's our flexibility that actually has yeah. to be there to be able to thrive in that seller's market. Well, and in this market, some people have to buy because they're getting a different price point and there's just no inventory before they sell because selling should be easy, but they can't own two houses. Right. So how, how do you work with that? Well, that's why we came up with this... Um, what do you call it, guaranteed sale, that if we can't sell it within that time period, then we'll buy it. Right. And then they're not stuck to owning two homes. And so that's how we're adding some of that flexibility on our end to make sure that our clients are succeeding in this market. Mm-hmm. Which is what it's all about. It's all about you succeeding and thriving and really being the hero for your family. And what we know is if we work together then you're able to get the best counsel available. You're able to get the information you need. And that's what really these shows are all about, is providing insights long before you even sit down with us. Long before you say, hey, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to make a move. I'm ready to get to the, my next right fit. Long before you're ready to get there, we, you can get the information you need so that you're more prepared. And then, of course, connect with us so we can answer some questions if there is a specific to your scenario. Because I find there's a lot of general things. Like, don't you? There's a lot of general things that are good for everybody. And then there's those things that are very unique to your situation. And so we want to be flexible with you and ask you to be flexible on the, the areas that you can be. So we can think about that. Where can I be flexible? And where can't I be flexible? That was a great point, Ryan. Like, mm-hmm. where can? Where can I milk this and where can't I? Because it just doesn't work. Right. And if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? Weird. Yeah. So now may I use, move on to data? Number two. Let's do it. Okay. So number two is all about making sure that you've done your research. And when I say done your research, I don't mean that you've done it. I mean that we've helped you do it. Yeah. Well, we'll do the research normally, and then we'll bring that to you and we'll discuss it so you know um, why we're advising certain things and how to move in the market in such a way that we have the most impact. But if you don't have the research, and we mean like of the week research, especially in a market like this that's moving so quick, um, if we miss something, it can really affect your sale. Yeah. Yeah. And the research includes, because this is one of the questions I get asked all the time, and I suspect you've asked it, maybe not out loud, maybe just Mm. in your head. Does it matter the homes that are on the market? 
Does it matter about the homes that have actually sold? Does it matter about the homes that were on the market that didn't sell? Like, where do I get my value? Where, how do I determine that? And the answer is actually all of that, not just what's currently on the market and not just what has sold and not just what's been on the market that didn't sell. It's all of that data. And depending on where you are, it's very, very, very micro market, like teeny, teeny, teeny. Like you're a townhouse in Barhaven. I don't have to go look at townhouses in Canada. Well, you don't even need to look in all of Barhaven. You can look in that neighborhood. Right. Right. Exactly. And whereas if I'm looking at a farm property that maybe is in rural Osgood or rural Manatech or Carlton Place, like it doesn't really matter where. If I'm looking at a farm property or anything over five acres, mm-hmm. now I may have to go a fair bit broader as long as I look at data that is within an area that has a similar price point. Mm-hmm. And then provide that to you. So part of you doing your research, and we so encourage you to do this so you can thrive in the seller's market, is actually take the time to look at the data that we provide you. We'll go broader. We go really, 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 really broad just because then we can come back in a little narrower, right? Because we have a sense of the market. And then we will give you the data that we think is most relevant. Right. The word comparable, I don't use anymore. I've lost that language. Mm-hmm. I think that was real estate lingo anyway. And here's the my my uh, most commonly heard phrase when we used to use the word comparable, um, market evaluation. I think that's what it was called, right? CMA. Yeah. Comparative market analysis. Comparative market analysis or comparable market analysis. Yeah, that language. So it doesn't even roll off my tongue anymore. And it did used to decades ago. And what that speaks to and what I've heard people say so often when I was using that language was my house, my house is not comparable to that house. Mm -hmm. I know it's the same model. I know it's on the same street. And yet my house isn't comparable. Mm -hmm. My house is not comparable. My house is X. And often it wasn't even that close. And yet even something that's that close, it's not really comparable Mm -hmm. because it's not available anymore. Or it is available and at a different price. So relevant. The word now that we have um, embraced, and it's really come from our clients. It's come from you saying, my house my house, is not comparable to that house? And the answer to that is yes, you're correct. Absolutely it's not comparable. What's the relevant market data? Mm -hmm. What's that data that has relevancy to your home? And so that's where we put our attention, our focus. So to thrive in the market, you Mm -hmm. want to look at the research we send you. We actually send it to you in a format that it's almost like If you've ever been on the MLS and you're looking for homes to buy, the amount of data we can give you is similar. You see the pictures and we can, in fact, provide you the days on market, the cumulative days on market. We can provide you um, what it sold for, which is kind of cool, when it sold. And then if you say, well, these three really are the most relevant. That's the most relevant sold data. Well, then at that point, 
what we're able to do for you behind the scenes, it's not on any public search engines, is get the history of that property. Go back and look at when it was last on the market. How many times had it been on the market? At what prices had it been on the market? When did it last sell? How many times has it sold? How many times has it turned over? And we can even look at solds that are not MLS. We can see those through some other software that we have access to to see what that, um, what's taken place there. And then we can go one step further and access square footage because you may be aware that in Ottawa, we really don't put square footage on our listings because we're not permitted. <laughs> we're actually, by a board policy, that's one of the criterion we are not permitted to use, which would have been a really helpful tool when you're trying to find relevant property. So this way, we could access that on the ones that you deem and I deem, because we have a conversation. That's part of thriving and getting the data right. We have a conversation around which are the most relevant. Look at the square footage as compared to yours and the features and the benefits and all of that so that you can make a phenomenal choice. Mm -hmm. And I said phenomenal choice because it's your choice. It's your choice at the end. And really all we have to do is provide great data and then collaborate. Yeah. And I mean, I usually do advise this is... If this was my home, this is what I'd price it at because this is what will get you the most in this market, in this situation. Um, and in the end, it's still my client's choice. Now, if they choose something that I think is way out there, then maybe <laughs> we choose way out there, really? way out there. Maybe we choose not to work together because I get paid when I sell a house. And if I don't believe I can sell it, then I'm, I can't take the job. Right? right. So that doesn't happen very often. However, we, we do need to come to terms of this is what I advise and, you know, yes, I agree or, you know, let's talk about it further. That's okay, too. I do want to backtrack a little bit. Okay. Am I allowed to do that? You are. Of awesome. course you are. Because this is a dynamic show. This is a dynamic interchange. We know the information and the um, flow of what we know is best to share with you because it's what you've asked for. Right. I mean, that's really where it comes from. And then there will be a thought that comes up that goes, ooh, this is really, really valuable. Even though we prepared in advance and we've heard what you've said, now we're going, ooh, and this is important. So this is dynamic. It's a dynamic awesome. interchange with us, and it's a dynamic interchange with you and I and you and Ryan, because you can communicate with us anytime you would like. And we will have a dialogue around what works. Yeah. So the little bit of backtrack is um, when we're going to look at data for a certain property, there's a few other kinds of properties, and that would be, let's say, a condo downtown. Well, I, depending on how many are available, I may use that building as my main source. I'm still going to go broad. I'm still going to figure out what the rest of the market's doing and how this compares. And a lot of my relevant data will come from that building in particular because you have a couple hundred units to go off of and maybe you know five or six sold in the last three months, that's a really solid base to start working from. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying about the unique properties, well, sometimes um, age has a lot to do with that as well. Mm -hmm. So you've got the infill in um, you know downtown or s some suburbs at this point, actually, they're starting to do infill. And a newer build may be worth a lot more, even though it's the same size of house, it's the same... Style is just newer style, sorry, on the new one. It looks a little more modern, and the price uh, reflects greatly. 
That does. And then there's also houses that we're doing just for land value. Um, there's one that we'll be selling uh, this week. And um, unfortunately, the house is just in really rough repair. And so we're having to sell it for the seller. And they've agreed that this is land value. And land value is its highest value. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And so that's really part of this relevant data is also looking at, so that's an amazing point, Ryan. Mm-hmm. It's also looking at what is the highest and best use yeah. of the property. Yeah. Because if we go and market it as, you know, this is your dream home and people come in and it's like, no, well, obviously we'll get less for the property. Right. And even if we marketed it as the ugly duckling, right. if it doesn't have good bones, right. then it really doesn't matter. And it depends on where the property is located too as to what land value is. Sometimes the land value, especially like with waterfront or in a high, highly desirable area, it's actually worth more with no house on it. Mm-hmm. than with a house on it because the house that's on it now isn't really in keeping, maybe it's not at all in keeping with what is being built in that neighborhood Yeah, or what is currently in the neighborhood. But it was at the time it was built or maybe mm-hmm. it never was for that matter. And so infill. Well, you, and zoning. Right. So there's another one that um, this is probably three or four weeks out still um, that we're looking at uh, getting it on the market and getting it ready. And the zoning is very attractive, whereas three houses down, it's not. And so the pricing of that reflects in the zoning. It's almost a $50,000 difference, three houses down. But if we didn't do the research properly, you miss that. You miss the you know 50K. Yeah, we probably wouldn't miss it even if we mispriced it because of how we market and how we bring things to market. And it's still not acceptable. No, it's not. So we want to make sure that um, you've got all the data, not just some of that data. And infill, the reason I went back to that for a minute, you may be saying, because I've had clients ask me this, what is an infill? What do you mean by infill? And really, Ryan, why don't you describe it? Because you've been doing a fair bit of infill type properties. Really like infill. So in Ottawa, I'm going to give you a little bit of history. they've stopped allowing the urban sprawl. And so you're not allowed to build a new subdivision outside of an existing town. There's boundaries. And that's why most of the land has already been bought up by big builders um, or is owned by a farmer who you know has that specific piece of land. And so there's not, a, like you just can't go out and build a subdivision like you used to. It used to be just, you know, hey, I want to do, I want to be a builder. I want to be a developer. Let's do it. Um, zoning's much harder now. And they've done that for a few reasons. One is the urban sprawl was negatively affecting the environment and uh, different things. So they, they closed that and said, no more. We want to build up, not out. Ottawa's already pretty sprawled out. So now we want to do more infill projects, higher density. Um, so you'll see, and we have been seeing, we'll continue to see buildings coming down and bigger ones going up on the same lot or um, adding a couple apartments to the same house chopping it up differently and so that's kind of the infill is it, it's filling in the gap sometimes they sever a, you know a lot and put two houses or tear down and build a 10 unit there, there's all different kinds of infill is that yeah that yeah. helps and sometimes there and there are communities where infill is not permitted right 
There, so it very much is specific on what is the zoning, what is allowed there, what do they want? Because some areas they don't want you to go up; they want you to stay down because mm-hmm. it ruins views and it ruins waterfront and all kinds of things. So this isn't a this is a general conversation, yeah, and it is a very specific um, scenario as to where you can and cannot do infill. So if you have questions around that, you're going to want to direct those directly to us mm-hmm. so that we can answer it for you in that area. And just know that we're taking that into consideration when we're creating data and pricing it. Absolutely. Right. And so another amazing thing to make sure you're thriving in this market Mm -hmm. is to get your house ready. And probably the biggest thing I've heard this past year is we've really shifted into a seller's market, which we hadn't had for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. been quite a while since we'd had a robust seller's market. Although I have seen them cycle quite a few times in my 30 years in the industry. And you're, you've seen them even because you've been around it since you were Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I've been in the industry nine years. So yeah. since the last big role was 10 years ago, um, I'm having to rely a lot on your experience and saying, how do, how do I do this? You know, this is a little bit different than we've seen. You know, how do we market this? How do we have this conversation? Um, so being able to, I'm being open here, uh, being able to rely on, you know, your experience and dad's experience has been invaluable for me and my clients. Well, because we work as a team. Right, absolutely. So, so none of us go solo out to see you. Well, I mean, we may show up individually, right. so you have continuity of service by one person, and yet we are collaborating. Absolutely. Oh, that's how to thrive in a seller's market. I hadn't even thought of that because so many things that we do, we just do. We just know that this is the best way to serve you, and so we mm-hmm. do it that way. And that is we have conversations when Ryan comes back from a seller appointment or I come back from a seller's appointment or Ken. We have then collaborative, or Candace, we have mm-hmm. collaborative conversations around, hey, this is what I believe to be true. This is what I'm seeing, or actually, that's not my favorite way to do it. My favorite way to do it is here's my data. Here are my pictures. Here's the property. Here's the geo warehouse. Here's all the background. You tell me. You tell me, Ryan, mm-hmm. what you think the home is worth, independent of me advising what I think. Yeah. And so when you have three or four people doing that, and then you're doing it as well, and when I say three or four people, I'm not saying people from the streets. I'm saying experienced <laughs> realtors yeah. that have been doing it for a decade or two or three that are actually looking at the same data and then arriving at a price and a strategy. So we actually discuss pricing and we discuss strategy. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Mm-hmm. Like so like important. That's a daily occurrence. You know, well, like, well, sometimes yeah. many times a day. Right. But I mean, it's not like, a, I don't know how to explain it. It's not a blue moon. This is like, this is how we operate. Yeah. Because it's how we thrive. And so... You'll have to excuse me or pardon me maybe when I forget to share with you some of the things that we do because we do them naturally Mm -hmm. without even realizing, just like brushing our teeth. Most of us do that without even realizing whether we brushed our teeth or not because it's just so routine. If someone asks you, hey, what'd you do this morning? You don't normally say I brushed my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't, know, You've just done it. Exactly. Um, And it's the same thing with collaborating around pricing your property we just do it. Yeah. 
So the next piece, and this is really important, and you know what? We're going to have so much more we could share with you than we're going to be able to today. So you'll definitely want to watch more than one show, and you'll definitely want to ask your questions so that we can cover those in future shows. Getting your house ready. Yeah. Actually preparing it beautifully in the market. I've heard said way more in this seller's market, any all the other previous seller markets I've been in, well, I have to get it ready. Like, right. why would I get it ready? Because it's going to sell anyway. And I'm going to get top dollar anyway. It's simply not true. Right. It's simply not the truth. Condition, whether in a seller's market or a buyer's market, matters and matters significantly significantly of mm-hmm. anything with all the TV shows about real estate, mm-hmm. it matters more today than it has ever, yeah. ever mattered. Yeah. And so to get it ready, like there's, there's different styles of getting oh, it ready. Yeah. There's construction getting it ready. There's light cosmetic getting it ready. And then there's decluttering getting it ready. And so there's, I want to say three levels. There's probably more than that, but I'm just making it simple here. Um, some people don't have the funds to do the construction or even do the cosmetic. Or maybe it's not necessary. Right. Maybe it's not. But in the case that it is necessary, mm-hmm. sometimes the funds aren't there. However, usually they can still get it tidy. Now, in some cases, we have sold, um, uh, I want to use careful language here, but a hoarder's house. Where they've hoarded and Okay, hoarded a house that's really full. No, that's too gentle. Um, it's just too gentle. So, <laughs> oh man, I bit off more than I could chew, eh? Um, yes, you did. That's okay. So in those cases, um, usually they can't prepare it for right. market because there's some emotional angst there that just isn't going to be bridged before they are ready to sell. And so... This again has to do with the comparative, sorry, I used the wrong word. You just got me started. Relevant. The relevant properties is also understanding, okay, how far can you prepare it? Mm-hmm. These are the things I would do if you can. However, if you can't, this is the direction we've got to go. So there's, there's so much there. There is so I much I bit off there. so much. You I'm sorry, did, guys. Ryan. <laughs> I can't answer all I just brought up. I apologize. <laughs> well, which is a great point. He will answer it all. It'll just be a one-on-one conversation. Right. It and your be. situation may need it, may not. Right. And so, yeah, that's all case by case, this whole getting it ready. You, you know, we've really got to come in, see what you've done, see what you're doing, see what you're able to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so don't feel like, hey, I have to make it look like a model home. Because if it's not possible, it's not, it's possible. not possible. The beauty is we sell homes every day and we sell homes frequently and like all the time actually that are not what you call model show home ready mm-hmm. it's not required it's not necessary so don't get concerned mm-hmm. don't think hey they're saying that it has to be a model if it's doable and it's easy for you and you're you already kind of live that way and it's just a matter of yeah. minimizing a little bit then yes it's a good thing and, and you'll yet, probably get the return for that yes like there is a return however it is an investment Right. And so it's not always Mm -hmm. that that's necessary. So I'm trusting that as a result of connecting with us today, we've taken some of those things that might be ideas for you and some uncertainty around what it takes to thrive in a seller's market 
and made it simplified. Mm -hmm. Made it so you can say, hey, with the help of the Decker team, with somebody that really knows what they're doing, I could get the result of actually moving yeah. through selling my home with ease and harmony and flow and know that I'm protecting and providing for my family beautifully. And so thank you. Thank you that Ryan and I today and are grateful that you come back again and again so that we can move forward together in creating the life that you're looking for in the home that serves you today.